This is episode number 15, part three of Damien Fahey and I Have a Podcast. Yo, what is going on, everyone? I am Vinny Podestivo, and y'all are listening to I Have a Podcast. And over these last few episodes, we have been talking to rock star TRL host, one of the funniest dudes on the entire planet that I know, Damien Fahey. And I'm very excited about this episode because we're finally going to understand the journey, the road that he took to becoming the co-EP of Family Guy. And I'll give you a little hint. It all started as writing a joke a day on Twitter. Right? He was consistent. He got noticed. He allowed for old industry friends to make new connections that ultimately led to writing and co-eping on Family Guy. Just super cool proof that when you have the right people in your corner, you can do anything. I was two yeah. years into my MTV gig when um, Craig Kilborn left The Late Late Show. He was the host of it. Yeah. And... Um, and uh, they, uh, he just kind of left abruptly. I think it was over contracts or something. But, um, but, but, CBS was in a pinch, and so, um, they were just kind of having hosts in. Right, you know, Drew Carey did a week, and then, uh, you know, David Duchovny did a week, and then um, they got to a point where it was like they just needed to get somebody in there because they ran out of people to 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 bring in and i had been a fan of 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 the late show uh late late show with 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 craig kilborn and so um prior to all this happening me and my writer buddy on the on the show joel we would before trl we're like god this there's this writer on the show that they put on his name is goldie and he's hilarious and this guy mike gibbons he's the head writer and they do they all like you know and so it's like what if we just, we're bored. We got an hour before TRL. What if we just called CBS in LA and asked to speak to Goldie? And like, we got through. And That's so funny. we kind of like became, we had started a relationship with like a couple of the late, late show writers. And then Craig Kilborn left. And then it was like, I got a phone call from, from Mike Gibbons, the head writer saying, um, Hey man, you know, I remember the voicemail actually. I, I remember all these little moments, but like uh, so clearly, but I, I was walking on home on 42nd street and I was like passing this like pizza place. Uh, but I mean, in New York, there's a pizza place everywhere, but uh, well, they're, they're all, you know, <laughs> and on 42nd now, street, but... they're on every corner. So <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, but I remember, you know, checking my voicemail, uh, that I got during the show and, and it was Mike Gibbons. And he said, dude, I just sold you so hard to an 80 year old man, Peter LaSalle, who like ran what? the tonight show with Johnny yeah. Carson. And now yeah. he was like running the late, late show with, with, with Kilborn. And he goes, I think I'm going to get you a night to host this thing, blah, blah, blah. It ended, ended up happening. So I flew out to LA, MTV didn't love that, uh, flying out, you know, they flew me and Joel first class out to LA and, uh, I did, um, I did my, actually, I think I went solo. Yeah. And, and I did my, one night, I did my first night there and I just thought there was no chance in hell I was getting this job. So I was super loose, had a great time just like it felt like a, it was so comfortable it was so easy and afterwards i just remember like executives came down to talk to me um you know showrunners all these guys were like and it was like that dude that was really really good like i think you might get like a full week you should you should do this again <laughs> And so that's good. Yeah. You're still asking the audio guys for their feedback. I like. You're that. right. I'm still they asking know. the audio guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know, yeah. right? Because they're listening. You know, they yeah, know. I was like, oh, I, well, I wasn't watching. You know, I was <laughs> yeah. You listening, know, listening means. to a Rush album or something, <laughs> uh, like all audio guys do. But um, 
but yeah, it it was like so crazy to me. And and I remember going out with my agents that night. We kind of had this big like LA dinner, and I had never been to LA before, so it was just it was absolutely crazy. I mean, this big splash. And then I got a call a few weeks later saying you're one of the four uh, people to come back, contenders to take over full time for uh, the Late Late Show. And what I had heard is that, and this is enough. I remember this email from Mike Gibbons. He said. Um, it's so funny, actually, before I got that, I got kind of what you got when you called me and said, there's going to be a phone call in 10 minutes. I got an email from Mike Gibbons saying, just so you know, you're going to be asked to come back, do a week. You're going to be one of four guys to do a deal. Hughley, Craig Ferguson, Michael Ian Black and you. And he goes, I just want you to know that you're coming back because a guy in our company liked you. And then he wrote like, you know, big, like big space. David Letterman. And I was like, holy shit. And honestly, that yes, that is one of that is one of the greatest. I mean, I my, you know, my my legs have goosebumps right now just because I'm, you know, David Letterman is my my idol. You're like, Um, I've been down the block from the guy all this time. He never looked my way. Finally. (laughs) Totally, totally. (laughs) Totally. So um, so I went back and I did a week and and I was just not as loose and not as uh, I still did a really good job uh, enough so that people thought I was going to get it. I remember Andy, Andy Samberg came to TRL years later. Um, and he said, Hey, you're the guy who did the late, late show. He goes, you know, it's so funny. Me, I was sitting around me and like the other, you know, lonely Island guys. Uh, and we were all watching everyone and we were like, this kid's going to fucking get this. This is incredible. He's really good. And I just thought that was really, really cool. I thought you did a great job and like, there's not a lot of people who can do step into that. And I, I mean, there's some late shows. I, I, I record almost all of the late shows if the name Jimmy is in it, but if the name Seth Oh, is you're it, recording a lot of late shows then. Yeah, I'm recording like all of them. And the, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just basically watched like the, I like the performances at the end and yeah. I look for the games. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny, but you know, do you it, it's funny. Late shows and. You know, it's it late late show, late night television has changed so much now that I'm really like I don't even really watch it that much anymore. Um, but I remember uh, because you know now I'm a Family Guy writer, and sometimes I go, "How the fuck am I here? How did I become a Family Guy writer? A writer? I was a host." But when you when you, when I tell these stories, you know about like the Late Show in in MTV, where I actually aspired to be a writer and became a TRL, a writer on TRL. Um, I, I went to the Late Show and I brought with me. Um, a st- like a, a a notebook full of like ideas and pitches and and games to play and this was before Fallon did games and this is yeah. before blah, blah blah and one of the yeah I remember like you know doing like are they elderly based on their shoes and so we had to go and like you know I can only imagine like an MTV list of creative the amazing ideas yes. you must have got you know <laughs> right so like we went to the Grove you know and like uh-huh. and filmed people's shoes and then like panned up to see if they were elderly <laughs> or not and people loved it and so that was apparently like the bit that David Letterman kind of like that turned David Letterman on me. He was like, I like yeah. that. That's a cool, are they elderly based on their shoes? I like that bit. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. So it's like, when I think about like, how the fuck am I a writer? It's like, Oh wait, I've kind of always been writing. I've always been thinking of ideas and always kind of writing, you know, not at the yeah, level it, I'm at now, but you know, it, it makes so much sense to me that you are doing what you're doing now because of your point of view into pop culture, the way you process it, the way also you participated in it. I'm a big shout out to, Joey yeah. Patone and Aton and everyone else yeah. is part of our, our TNT oh, Tuesday man. nights and the legendary yeah. New York City nightlife world. This this was like, you know, I'd been writing jokes on Twitter for 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 years. Oh, uh, yes. I, I was out of work after I'm a celebrity get me out of here for about a year and a half. 
and I was bored. And I said, uh, I'm just going to commit to writing a joke a day. It was my New Year's resolution back in blah, 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 you know, 2011 or whatever. And, uh, and I said, I'm gonna write a joke a day on Twitter because I that, at that point Twitter was jokes and it wasn't like you know whatever the hell it is now yeah, I'm not even on it anymore yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's horrible you're definitely um, my funniest friend Elisa Kazmer is pretty funny also but oh, you're cool. definitely like my funniest friend on Twitter oh cool so <laughs> so I got yeah so I, I ended up kind of just exercising that muscle over and over and over and I got better and better and then Seth followed me and started retweeting me invited me to like his Christmas party and his birthday party and then all of a sudden I got a call from my manager one day and it was like Seth wants you to uh to right for the next season of, of family guy and it was just what oh my god and and by the way goldie who was at the late late show was now at family guy so it was like oh you know i had someone to be like he's a good he's good he's you'll like him he's a good guy he's funny give yeah, him a chance someone behind closed doors who's gonna yeah, make sure so, you got your space yes. to do you. so when yeah. i talk about these people you know like I, like you before who believe in you and think that there's something there and even if not fully formed these are the people that like you know you got to give credit to because it, it it probably wouldn't have happened without them um it wouldn't have happened without me tweeting every day too but also you know yeah and, and so i was full-time radio at that time and it was it was it was really really a tough i mean it wasn't a tough choice but it was a scary choice to leave radio something i've done since i was 13 something steady to try a completely different career um in, in writing comedy. I didn't think, I didn't know if I could do it. I had never written. I got actually in the, in the, in the meeting, when I met the showrunners, they said, Seth really likes you. He thinks you're super funny and uh, we'd love to have, bring you aboard. And I said, guys, just so you know, I want to make this clear. I have, n I have only written jokes on Twitter. I have never written <laughs> on television. I have never written a script. I don't understand how story works. You're hiring someone who doesn't know what they're doing. And I just remember uh, Rich Appel, who's, uh, who was the showrunner, still is the showrunner. Uh, and, and I'll never forget, like, and there's another one of those people who, like, kind of, like, believes in you, right? And so you got to give him credit. And so he said, um, you, can, you can teach story. You can't teach someone how to be funny. And so I've always remembered that. And I've always kept that actually in, in my head going through, going through moments of, of, of Family Guy where I'm like, you know, self-doubt and everything you, know, you can teach even having trouble with story, which I did for a long time. And, and, and story's tough. I still, you know, have trouble with it sometimes, but, um, but yeah, I always kept that in mind. You can, you can teach story, but you can't teach someone how to be funny. So, yeah. So, um, and so I got hired and, and, and yeah, it didn't work. My self-sabotage, like where I was like, Oh my God, please kick me out of this office and send me home. So I don't have to like you know, <laughs> make this decision by myself. Wait, do you remember like your first joke that made it? Like, how does it work? Do you like write a yeah. joke or do you write the full entire? So, so what'll happen episode. is, is it, uh, a writer will go off and write a, a writer's draft and we have, uh, they'll bring it in and they'll. And is that who gets the writer credit at the end? Is like, yes. that person who starts this draft of the outline of the episode? Is that exactly. what that means? Got exactly. It. Yeah, exactly. And I so saw your happen... name on screen. I saw that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. It's still, still super Oh, my God. You know him. No, really. Yeah, I'm like, pause, uh, I'm, pause the cap. Pause the TV. Pause it. Let me take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah, that's my mom. I get those all the time for my mom. Um, yeah, oh, good. So, I'll start so... texting her mine. That's fun. Yeah, you that's guys what... can just text I'll do that. I'll my credit back out. and forth. <laughs> Thank you. Um, leave me out of it, please. Um, 
Yeah. So, so a writer would go off and write a draft and then we'll rewrite the draft and there'll be three rooms working on the, on different areas. You know, one room's working on a cutaway, one room's working on the end of act two, the joke at the end of act two. And then the main room is typically going through line by line and replacing what they think could be punched up. So, um, so yeah, I believe I I was just thrown in my first day to a cutaway room. Yeah. It's, it's a well, what's a cutaway? What does that mean? Is that so cutaway is like the very end? Yeah, like when Peter's mad and he's like, I'm angrier than, you know, that time John Travolta, you know, flew his plane to blah, 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 oh, whatever yeah. it is. So it's yeah, like that kind of thing. Like random yeah, non like, sequiturs. Yeah. Yeah. So those are in, and typically those can, those can Hold tend on. to be pop culture, you know? Yeah. And so that's where yeah. I'm like, ooh, okay. And so, so yeah. So I think, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like Kenny G in a bubble Valentine's Day. Totally. Kind of totally. <laughs> yeah. If Kenny G played the, you know, harmonic, whatever it is. Um, so, uh, and then Geico stole, you know, that idea. And now it's all yeah. commercials and everything. So. Inspired by it's nice. Yeah. To inspired by yeah, yeah. to be so talented that so many people should feel that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. So when you wrote your, episode what where do you pull the story from where do you pull how did you land on what does it get a, do you get to come up with like the title of the episode is that it, it's such a it it's such a it's such a um communal process like the, cool. the script is the, a of lot the of the best. jokes yeah it's the, it's the best and so my first episode i didn't come up with you know any of the story it was kind of assigned to me and so there was an a story and a b story um and uh and that's then, great you to know, know. But that's even yeah. great to know that you get that much direction. This yeah. is what's going to happen. Now yeah. make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then and then you know you do this thing called the gag pass where you take the outline into the into a writer's room and you have about five or six other writers uh, going through each scene, pitching on, "Hey guys, I think I need a joke here." When Peter opens the fridge and finds blah blah blah, you know, it's so that you have you go off with like thirty pages of of jokes. You know, so at yeah. least you have like a little bit of a starting point, you know, because um, they're incredibly difficult scripts to write. And they're so joke heavy. It's about a joke every other line. Yeah. Um, Is it like a room full of post-it notes and index cards? Is everything digital? It's, like, it's, How do you it, organize it? Yeah. So when we talk in the room, when writers talk in the room, we have the we have people called I almost said we have these things called writers assistants. They're people, um, by the way, they're like, you know go to harvard and like they're very like smart talented capable people and now uh they end up a lot of them get up getting uh end up writing on on the show because they're so funny and so and so good um but they sit and they just their job is just to write down every pitch that gets pitched in the room oh cool so you're not even slowed down by having to write the words down yourself you just get to no most of the job is creatively writing in it right yeah yeah most of the job is not writing the most of the job is 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 pitching in the moment and being able to like kind of improv and stuff um and yeah it's just kind of uh it's fun it's it's super fun and that's what we do every single day it's like that's you know, a cool process with, though come yeah up with stories, quick, come up with jokes super what's quick. the lead time from because you're it's a very we, relevant we, show so yeah we get i mean we if i if i started an episode if i started writing an episode today it wouldn't go on the air for about a year or so later. So, cause it takes a long time to animate. Um, so, but we can drop in. The cool thing is we can drop in, pull out cutaways and drop in more recent cutaways. You can like drop in like in relevant the, comments. And, yeah. Like if there's yeah. like a, um, I'm trying to think of something like a news. All I can think about in the news is, is, is Matt Gates, and, and that's a horribly awful mm-hmm. story that we brought that you wouldn't want to joke about. Uh, 
but uh but yeah we put like you know we pull out the, I know, i'm like let's talk about the capital let's talk about like, these horrible yeah it's like well man. what news is joke <laughs> what can we go days? to could britney spears oh yeah let's talk well, about you britney know, harris the, the there big we go. ship the big ship <laughs> yeah the big stuck. ship that's great the big idea. ship that then so we can put the big ship in there you know and pull out the other whatever i had in my draft so we can we're able to do that because you can animate Smart. those pretty quickly that's super cool. I've always wondered the lead time versus, I mean, because it, it, something will happen next week and it'll be in literally. What's well, interesting, episode. we had that, do you remember when Trump, the Billy Bush audio on mm -hmm. uh, uh, Access when Hollywood? I, yeah, of course. Set, we, we got a call like, hey, Seth wants to do um, something with that, you know? And so we had a couple rooms working on that. And that was easy because there was nothing to animate. It was just the, the video and then uh, Trump's audio. And then you'd have, peter talking over billy bush's audio with like the jokes and so we did that in a room and then that i think that took a week to like you know to chiron and everything and cool yeah and then that was it so we are able to kind of act quickly when when we need to and you understand the process of animation as well in the, because it's just I, I, happening around you so like you see yeah i mean i kind of do i kind of cool. do i don't i actually would love to know more about it but i'm afraid to talk to anybody at work because i feel like i'm bothering them uh all the animators well, are, so talented. are so busy everything you do so. turns into something more and and it's and, and and it stays it's not like a one hit thing that goes away and like oh, it's super thanks. cool to hear the hard work you've put into it but like the you know the immediate return and i love that you've acknowledged these people who um you know it, it takes it takes a village and it takes a community yeah. for sure but there's definitely yeah. a couple of people who who do need to stop yeah. time to make people listen every once in a while and um yeah and like i said that comes with i think with age and with just perspective looking back you yeah, know but when you're, you're leading with value you're you're not yeah. asking people to do things for you you're showing up with a reel with a tape as a 13 year old right <laughs> like, i started right. in tv when i was 15 i wanted to be an engineer in the studio i learned how to take two vcrs together and yeah. edit them it's that skill set yeah. that impressed rod asa in 1998 when i got to mtv because yeah. by the way rod didn't need a casting director he needed someone who could support his casting and make right. his visions you know right so like i was good at the technology piece the camera yeah. piece the presentation piece to it and i learned yeah. casting from um from him but i um i dvr family guy because i just love seeing your name on my tv oh, and, oh thanks and i'm thanks. just so proud of you and everything oh, you've done you. and um I love it. By the way, that's cool to hear the about the writing piece. Did the, did the and I don't figure out if I want to keep this in. I know we're press. Did yeah. I'm just curious. Did did what your experience in writing influence at all, Grace? Because Gracie ended up getting writing and then creating her own piece, and then yeah. that led to more writing. And there's a scene where she yeah. had an idea. She had to show up. She had to create. And yeah, yeah I mean, she's you know she's she's incredible i mean she is i'm you know i'm i know she's going to be like you're going to see her you know nominated for an emmy or something. she's just the she's the one of the hardest working people i've ever met um she holds herself extremely accountable which is awesome and you know she told me she's like i think i'm gonna write a pilot i'm like okay and she's like i'm gonna write it about you know growing up in williamsburg and stuff I'm like okay cool yeah well i'll read it you know i'm happy to read it and and she finished it and i just remember being she's like hey you want to read it and, they, and when someone asks you to read a pilot especially someone who hasn't written a pilot before you're like oh my god this is yeah. you know this is going to be a little embarrassing and i read it and i was just like like i'm not wow. sleeping on the couch tonight <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not lying either, so we got to figure this out <laughs> yeah right and it was just great and i was like this is really really good i go there's a few things maybe i'd, I'd change but yeah i mean she just does her research executes cool. and then goes right after it and it's really it's inspiring she actually kicks she's kept me on track 
and been like, where I'm like, oh, I gotta like not sit back and like. Yeah, she keeps me on track coast. too. At MTV, she'd be like, "Where are we at with booking?" I'm like, you know, I'm just trying to put out fillers. She goes, "Yep, yep. We, get, we need oh, some say karaoke judges. We gotta lock those down." <laughs> right. Where's <laughs> the panga? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I got my quick. I got my quick list. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Um, well, give her, send her my love, and I can't wait to get out oh. to the West Coast to get to see you guys. And, I'd love to see it. Um, Thank you so much for this. Thank you. You know, this is the closest I've come to crying during a podcast. So just, you know, thank you so much for that. <laughs> that's cool. David Letterman, though, huh? Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that's just. Vinny Potestivo and David Letterman. Oof. How about that? that? Like, put that on your resume. It that's already is company. on your resume. I appreciate it. Put it in your yeah, you're right. That's so right. cool. I'm so proud of you. I think it's so neat. You, oh, you so. We created it. We figured it out. We figured it out. We had no clue what we were doing. We just knew we needed to do something. And yeah. We showed up, and and also yeah. we used the New York City nightlife to make relationships with talent that yeah. labels and managers didn't want MTV to have. That gave mm -hmm. us an edge that was mm -hmm. killer in pop culture. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited about knowing that you have this super skill of being hyper organized and being able to write on a serialized thing. It just means there's more to come. So I'm waiting for oh, your JJ so Abrams collaboration. I'm waiting for the Spielberg collabo. <laughs> oh yeah. There you go. Write me in the script, please. I do show up. <laughs> of course. No, I know um, you do. <laughs> I love you so much. And thank you for this. Love you, man. Thank you so much, Ben. Thanks for listening to I Have a Podcast. For more information about today's episode, visit us at IHaveAPodcast.com. If you like what you've heard, follow us or subscribe to be notified of our next episode. And we appreciate any kind reviews.